0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 146 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am
1: Jacob Miracle.
0: And we're back, Jacob. I know.
1: I feel all like safe. We're all vaccinated. We're exactly. all vaccinated. Exactly.
0: Jacob and I are fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And let's do, little, let's do a little air cheers to that, my friend. Yeah. This is a fi- I'm, I'm
1: fist bumping teeth, but I assure <laughs> you it looked be. pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, so that feels good. I also feel a little refreshed.
1: Yeah, well, after, you know, I don't know about you, but, like, I got real tired after taking Pfizer, so I spent, like, the next day or two and a half, like, falling asleep on the couch.
0: I had Moderna, and while um, most of the people I've talked to have not had effects, Mm -hmm. I was sick as death.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: I had all of the things. It happened 13 hours after I got the shot. And I was, like, absolutely, (laughs) completely (laughs) knocked out by it. It was terrible. I think
1: it was uh, – see, look, we planned ahead. We knew that was going to happen. That's why we're like, we're just going to take these two weeks off and not even –
0: Yeah, definitely. And I always think, like, as sick as I got, I was like, I can't imagine how terrible COVID is. Oh, my God, If I'm this sick from the vaccine, That does not sound like a good time. But
1: the other good news, I get to go to Sabres and Bills game, so that's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to that this year when one of them is good. Well, oh, bandits Sabres too. Is, well, let me you know, swap out. The, let me swap out the sabers with the bandits and like we'll get some all the good teams on there.
0: And while there has, of course, since we've been gone, been terrible things in the news because that is just an unavoidable thing. It's
1: 2021. It's we're what not, happens.
0: We don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about some of the interesting kind of groundbreaking things that people are talking about. So a few weeks ago, at this point. Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a bill passed um, by the legislature to legalize recreational marijuana in New York State.
1: Which was a little bit of a surprise. I did not actually think they were going to end up doing that.
0: Yeah, this actually makes New York the 15th state, along with D.C., to have legalized uh, the drug for recreational use. The legalization of the plant is effective immediately. Um, but the legal recreational sales, they're probably not going to begin for like, a year you know, or like two. A
1: year or two. They have to set up how to tax it and all that kind of well, stuff. Well,
0: here's what's amazing about it: is An estimate from their office predicts that the annual tax revenues from legal weed sales could bring in $350 million a year and... Sixty thousand jobs to the state once the industry is fully established.
1: That's pretty awesome, and with the, what's the majority of it going to local governments and education? Like that's. Going to be a big boon. I mean, the that's
0: huge. That is why so many people for so long have been like, "Hello, it's happening anyway." This is a is a great way. the The legislation also it creates equity programs to provide loans and grants to people, including small farmers who have been you know disproportionately affected by the war on drugs, mm-hmm. and. And this is amazing. The bill will expunge the criminal records of tens of thousands of people. Um, It has a goal of 40% revenue reinvestment into communities of color. And it will grant 50% of adult use licenses to social equity applicants and small businesses.
1: See? Awesome, guys. There's a lot of good stuff in that one.
0: This is like a million good things. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, why are people kind of down on pot? Why were people... Um, against the legalization of recreational use. And, you know, it's all very interesting because there is a history to all of this and there are facts to go along with it. So we wanted to kind of discuss it a little bit more. So... The reason it kind of all the negativity started is that widespread unemployment and poverty during the Great Depression furthered resentment and fear of immigrants and minorities. And this fueled concerns about the perceived ills of the drug that they felt were coming along with the people and it was really associated with them. And then there was just this flurry of pseudo research linked to the use of the drug, to violence and crime and all of these like really crazy socially deviant behaviors. Henry or Harry J. Anslinger, that's who it is. He is the the first commissioner of the newly created Federal Bureau of um, Narcotics. And he insisted that marijuana led to insanity and criminality and death. And so by 1931, 29 states had outlawed it. So that's where we are at that point. So then in 1936, I know you you love this very much, the debut of Reefer Madness happens.
1: What a a classic. What a classic that movie is.
0: This is one in a series (laughs) of anti-marijuana propaganda films released at the time, and this really helped fuel hysteria about the drug. It was originally titled Tell Your Children, and the film... If you've never seen it, centers on a series of hyperbolic events that ensue when innocent high school students are lured into trying marijuana from there's like a hit and run accident. There's manslaughter, suicide, attempted rape, hallucinations.
1: Probably the fastest, most manic uh, piano playing I've ever seen in my entire life. You
0: watched that film and I was like, so wait, will it lead me to be an excellent piano player? Because that is happening. It is. Hilarious in hindsight Um, We're going to play the trailer It's a little long But hilarity ensues and it's totally worth it Let's do it
2: These high school boys and girls Are having a hop at the local soda fountain Innocently they dance Innocent of a new And deadly menace lurking behind Closed doors Marijuana The burning weed with its roots In hell In this film, you will see the ease with which this vicious plant can be grown in your neighbor's yard, rolled into harmless-looking cigarettes, hidden in an innocent shoe or watch case. You will meet Bill, who once took pride in his strong will as he takes the first step toward enslavement. Smoking the soul-destroying reefer, they find a moment's pleasure, but at a terrible price. Divorcery, violence. Murder, suicide, and the ultimate end of the marijuana addict, hopeless insanity. See this important film now, before it is too late.
1: I mean, you, you listen to that and you think that you're about to like watch Requiem for a Dream or something. Like you're about to see some depressing stuff.
0: Although, I mean, Requiem for a Dream could have been propaganda and it worked. I was like, never doing it, drugs. Yeah, it
1: worked very well. I'm like, oh man, I don't want any part of this.
0: Okay, so this is the 30s this came out. And then, you know, as the years go by, in the 1960s and 70s, we had the the counterculture of drugs as well as the crackdown. Um, 1986 is when we got the mandatory minimum drug sentencing. So it was just, like, heightened and heightened. Um, 1996, though, this is the dawn of the medicinal movement when, like, a lot of the, you know, benefits Mm -hmm. of the drug were being noticed. And then from 2012 until '9, has been... recreation time
1: yeah like a bunch of states have been opening it up or like at least um you know decriminalizing it if not like straight out legalization so
0: absolutely i remember at some point when i was um living in california it was decriminalized where they were like oh like it was weird because people could be like on the street you know Oh, smoking sure. weed and they were like, oh, the cops would have to stop someone jaywalking before that because that's even more of a crime. And I was like, whoa, this yeah, is like this, is, this is like was crazy. So lucky for Jacob and I and our listeners because whew, it gets hard coming up with themes. Oh, my God. <laughs> every week that fit into the news.
1: I, 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 every like Monday I get a panic text from Michelle <laughs> like, like I, I we, don't know what to do this week. What's in the
0: news? And now we can finally tap into a whole new genre, which is the stoner film. Um, and when you think of stoner films, like what kind of, you know, comes to mind?
1: Goofiness. Stup- Goofiness stup- stupid music.
0: Yeah, pals, questing like, for the perfect meal.
1: Literally the dumbest jokes you could possibly dumbest make.
0: Dumbest jokes, people just in cars, <laughs> like full in a cloud of smoke, or perhaps they've lost their cars and they can't find him. Um, o- occasional
1: <laughs> little nuggets of knowledge that make you go, wait a minute, what's that, <laughs> that doing in this movie? Re-
0: yeah. But really the fact is, I mean, there's definitely no rules as to what. Um, constitutes a stoner film or not?
1: No, there's really not. And you'll see that with some of our recommendations today. It's like it's not they're not always what you expect. Yeah, because I
0: think if you focus on the stereotypes of this subgenre, you're actually really narrowing the vision of what some of these niche films can actually be. Um, I mean, I personally feel that the sort of this is (laughs) all air quotes stoner film you know it encompasses what the viewer brings to it yeah. you know cuz a lot of people sometimes just really visually stunning films and things like that it it it's it, an array of expectations that prime us for the film experience that that we're looking to have
1: i mean if you want to sit down and watch what is it Quio's a Codal or whatever that if you um, want to sit down and watch that movie
0: this. I love that movie do you really very much so Wow
1: we'll have to, that's gonna be an those episode are just really up.
0: beautiful they're a really like stunning film that and like Baraka where they're just kind of images I like and, Baraka. and music I mean I'm really into films that have like stunning visuals and pulsing music and things that are made specifically for the audience to get lost in and I mean it's like if that's what you're looking for there's a stoner film for that. If you want to experience a psycho head trip or watch something that is so silly that perhaps it transcends into genius, there I, is a stoner film for that.
1: I am for sure not recommending this one, but when I was like looking up suggestions, they had a clockwork orange on there. And I'm like, man, if that, that movie is making it
0: onto this list... That this, seems terrible. That's a
1: very varied... <laughs> I don't want to watch range.
0: that film in any state. That film was very, very disturbing to me. I would say, I guess, that the... They really got a market of their own probably in the nineteen seventies when, when he, the original Up yeah. in Smoke came out.
1: Yeah, when Cheech and Chong really took off with their records and their movies and stuff like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I'd say that was really the start of it. And then since then there's been a lot of brainless, terrible comedies that have hit the scene. But there's been some some gems in there. Yeah, we've had
1: our we've had your Cheech and Chongs. There's been your your Bill and Ted's, your Beavis uh, oh, yeah. and Budheads to a lesser extent. So, you know, they, they've had their duos going throughout time. I can't even time. remember
0: all these things. I mean, that's just it. The Stoner film kind of spans multiple genres and eras, really defining, uh, defying classification. So it's a fool's errand to say that one film is better than another. That's true. They're all kind of doing their own thing and also i mean if we ranked them you know that's just a real buzz no game.
1: that's that's we're not that's no fun man nobody wants to be listening to lists in this particular topic yeah just, just <laughs> give us give some let's suggestions just,
0: let's just give some good ones okay so let's let's hop into it i have to start with my, my all-time favorite, which is The Big Lebowski.
1: Oh, I mean, of course. Like, I mean, how could you not? I mean... Of all the um, quote-unquote stoner films out there, I feel like this is one of the most critically well-regarded of them.
0: Oh, 100%. The, the genesis of The Big Lebowski's easygoing pace and chill tone it can directly be connected back to the kind of original stoner noir film, which is Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye. Did you ever see that? I did not, know. I did, and I kind of hate it. Well, it's Robert
1: Altman. A lot of
0: people really love it, but it's kind of what inspired this film. Because whereas, like, so in that film, Elliot um, Gould's his Philip Marlowe character um, is kind of crazy. There's like moments of really harrowing violence in that film, but Lebowski Mm. takes this kinder approach with Jeff Bridges, the dude. Um, with your iconic, perennial stoner uncle <laughs> I-
1: iconic role of all iconic, iconic
0: roles. role just his bermuda shorts and his slippers as he unravels a mystery that he does not want to be the center of is kind of the premise of the film hey man
1: that, that rug really tied the really room tied the room
0: together it is one of the most popular cult classics of the last three deaths Three decades. And I think it really has legs to be that, thanks to, as always, the sharp writing of the Coen brothers. Yeah,
1: depending on who you talk to, like, people will tell you this is their best movie. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think that it's definitely, in I the feel upper like five. feel like I get more sure.
0: from it every time I watch it. It also has really fantastic cinematography from Roger Deacons. Um, and as Jacob said, it's some of the most memorable performances. There's, I mean, the actors are John Goodman. <laughs> There's you want a toe? I get you a toe. <laughs> we,
1: you a toe. We, were, we were trying to get a clip, uh, but obviously that was impossible. Considering we're not allowed to. There swear. is
0: there is some language to be sure, but I I just am Did gonna I, say to put it as plainly as I can: the big Lebowski. is is as good as everyone says it is yes
1: any movie that can be critically acclaimed and hold the uh, guinness world record for the most uses of the f-word in a feature film wait
0: it does i
1: believe it does all i know is
0: that when the dvd box set came out it came in a giant bowling ball like you opened a plastic bowling ball to get your discs out that is amazing that
1: is awesome (laughs) yes stay away from the sequel but watch the big lebowski for sure the sequel oh yeah Oh my God, we'll I'll talk we'll talk about that often. Oh, okay. Oh
0: boy. All right, what do you have for us? And I am gonna say this right off the bat. I'm petrified of anything Jacob's going to mention, but well, let's go.
1: Well, no, I'm hurt by that because, mm. as we all know, my, my ones are always right on point. They all make <laughs> yeah, perfect that's, sense. That's it. Okay. I'm actually going with a critically acclaimed one to start with, too, because it was, turns out, a uh, very important movie casting-wise for Hollywood, and that is the uh, 1993 classic by Richard Linklater, Dazed and Confused. I
0: love Dazed and Confused. I
1: actually just watched it again the other day and it still totally holds up.
0: Yeah, we actually watched it over quarantine again. Again, it came up. Oh, did you? Yeah. I,
1: I was not expecting it to uh, to actually be any good still, but I was like, hey man, I can sit back and enjoy this movie.
0: If you compared that to Fast Times at Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which one do you prefer?
1: Ooh, that's a hard question. Uh, you know what? Probably Dazed and Confused because I feel like uh, Fast Times gets a little dark and a little serious. Okay, little yeah, I often. really,
0: I prefer Dazed and Confused too. Yeah. But I saw that when I was younger.
1: That probably helps.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, it's a story of the last day of school for a bunch of uh, eighth graders and high schoolers in 1976, and it's basically everybody getting initiated into the next phase of their life and, and trying to move on.
0: You're just like, if life could just be cruising around. I mean, man, it looks great.
1: It looks the 70s looks fantastic, dude. Yeah. like I, It makes you want to go back that time. The parties look
0: really great.
1: I mean, everything, like 18-year-olds going out to pool, like going to the pool hall, just cruising around, running into your friends all night. Well,
0: 18-year-olds and then Matthew McConaughey. I don't yeah. know how old he's supposed to be in that movie, it's, but he's definitely like the hanger-on of high school. I
1: mean, what a fun little fact that is, man. I mean, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and I believe Mila Jovovich are both made their movie debuts in this film oh cool like the stars that are in this movie forget for goodness sake Jason London is the star I mean that's kind of funny yeah looking in retrospect but like Ben Affleck is in here um, Matthew McConaughey like we said Mila Jovovich uh, Joey Lauren Adams Parker Posey
0: one of oh, your yeah, favorites Parker is Posey. in
1: there Renee Zellweger has a small part um, Adam Goldberg is in this movie Rory Cochran's running around I mean
0: there's a ton of people these,
1: like everybody in here became to a certain extent of stars, there's like two Oscars, two Oscar wins in that. Um, yeah, group of, um, people. it's
0: it's definitely worth checking out too. I know that you have many favorite moments from that film. Do you wanna do you wanna give us one that you love? Oh, of course. It I has mean, to. It better have Matthew McConaughey because he's they, the best.
1: That's all you want to talk about when it comes to movies, Matthew McConaughey, because he literally, like every time he walks on the screen, you're like, this dude is a movie star. All
0: right, all right, all right.
1: <laughs> I laughed out loud when he said it in there, and I'm like, oh my God, he really was doing it right from the start. Yeah, all right. Um, let- but this little, yeah, let's play the clip that we got from, uh, you know, a little fun when he's meeting a new friend.
2: Okay. You know Wooderson? Oh. How's it going, man? Hey. Pretty good, how's it going with you? Say, man, you got a joint? Uh no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did.
1: <laughs> oh, that is fabulous. I mean, it's so funny? I mean, you just, just so,
0: see his smiling face. You
1: don't even have to like watch the movie in your head. You know exactly <laughs> yeah, what he Matthew is. McConaughey looks like saying that.
0: He's oh. he's really great. I have to say, I'm a, I'm a Matthew McConaughey fan. I was really glad he started doing films different than like romantic comedies.
1: Oh, I mean, remember that five years where he wasted of his career doing he really him and Kate Hudson doing movies together. He really,
0: really did. Gross. But it's, all right. That's a great choice. All well right, done. All right. All right. <laughs> Always. Um, okay. The next one, I have a goofy one. But I'd, I don't feel like we could talk about this genre without mentioning it, which would be Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. This, that's like the new. That's like the early. That's the aughts version of Chichin and Chong right there. Yes.
0: And I somehow so when I lived in L.A., I had some friends that were like oh, Jennifer Anderson s-. and
1: Brad Pitt. Yeah,
0: that's them. They're like, let's go see this movie. And I like <laughs> didn't want to at all because I was like, I don't really like stupid comedies like that. I went. I was like rolling in the theaters. I was laughing so hard. So this is a truly candid portrait of just the insanity of American society, I'd say. (laughs) But it's really disguised as a slapstick romp of these two men who are on a quest for the perfect burger. They don't want any old trash. No. They don't want no McDonald's. Absolutely not. No Burger King. Nope. They need the perfect burger, which in this moment in time is only at White Castle. Which
1: makes your eyebrow raise, but okay, we're (laughs) going to go with it. So
0: this movie is about their quest to find that burger and then the predicaments that they encounter on their way. But at its core, the first Harold and Kumar movie... I'd say tells an earnest story about friendship, and it is utterly charming.
1: It is; it's definitely the best of the trilogy.
0: Yeah, I the rest really fall off for me. They just it's like too much. I'm like, well, that that leaves pre- my sensibility. They get pretty offensive. By they the get dances. pretty offensive. But in this film, the greatest moment of all is the cameo by Neil Patrick Harris, NPH. who at this point. We just had not seen. No, he's been gone. He was gone. This was when he was reintroduced to the world. He is playing this illegally drug crazed <laughs> heterosexual man, like over sexual man. He is just like the opposite of who Neil Patrick Harris is. And it is and it, scene stealing every second he's it, on. The it screen.
1: worked. I mean, you got to remember, everybody. This was like, he was Doogie Hauser. That is Yeah, all and, then knew him and, <laughs> and then he was just
0: missing. Then just gone then he, for 20 years. Be, and you see him, and I mean, like I was like, Doogie Hauser? Like, what?
1: Yeah, when they say it, like Neil Patrick Harris, like, that's a weird pull.
0: And then since then, it, fabulous. that made people call him. And then all of a sudden, then he was like on How I Met Your Mother, and yeah, he's
1: winning it, Emmys and mi- absolutely like a wild.
0: Style. So I mean, Harold and Kumar is important for that, for bringing us NPH back,
1: <laughs> and it brought us Malin Ackerman. So don't, I, I'm not going to complain about that one too. Who's that? Oh, uh, you would know her. She played uh the uh Silk Spectre in uh, the Watchmen movie. You would 100 percent know okay. her. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, but oh just it's
0: it's it's good. Again, don't really watch the other one. No, but you, definitely go to White Castle. You can
1: stay away from those other movies <laughs> Okay. oof, oof. That's that that <laughs> second movie. Oh boy.
0: It's just terrible.
1: <laughs> I mean there's one joke involving grape soda, but oh my god, dude.
0: That let's, is just let's a just rough move movie. right on. Okay, what else do you have?
1: Um okay, so the next one, if you're gonna go with a classic, I have to too. I'm gonna go with 1998's Half Baked, which was the big Dave Chappelle to the moon kind of. Right. Classic. I can't
0: remember if I actually th- Enjoyed that or thought it was really stupid? I don't remember.
1: I would guess you would think it's really stupid.
0: Okay, that sounds but <laughs> right.
1: It's, it is so, so good. Uh, it's a story of a group of friends, uh, Dave Chappelle, Harlan Williams, running around. Um, Harlan Williams ends up accidentally killing a police horse by, because a diabetic police horse by feeding him too much snacks while oh, he's yeah. on a yeah, I run.
0: probably did not enjoy <laughs>
1: So the whole movie is about his friends, uh, <laughs> trying to come up with a way to get him out of jail before stuff happens while he's in there. I can't even talk about some of the plot of this movie. My God, as I I'm going would Im- through. I it. would
0: imagine, yeah. Um,
1: but just in terms of iconic stoner groups and buddies, I mean, if you want to go with the stereotype of what a "quote unquote" stoner looks like, it's Jim Brewer in this movie. But
0: wait, like, I've watched like a whole thing because his face just looks like that. He said he was cast because he constantly looks like he's on drugs and in but fair- that's just his face and in
1: fairness every time i've seen jim brewer over the last 20 plus years he's had that face on him so it's probably true oh yeah
0: i've seen like his stand-up where he talks about it he was like i don't even do drugs he's like i was not doing drugs on that movie at all yeah i'm this not is surprised just my face i'm sorry
1: what a what a rough what a rough situation <laughs> that is and you're like i'm not even acting and they're putting me in this store.
0: I know, it's really silly. It's um, really, really silly. I know that you wanna do his best clip from the film. I you mean, wanna throw it up real quick? It's
1: one of the few that we can do out of here, but I mean if if you want to talk very, about
0: it. It's very silly and it definitely falls into the stereotype of of people smoking marijuana, so sure we'll put that out. Let's
2: do it. You lose our munchies tonight, yo. Not me. I guess that uh, be me. <laughs> what do you guys want? Get some oh, sour cream and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter. Get some Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot... Make sure chocolate. Gotta have chocolate, man. Some popcorn, bread popcorn, graham crackers. Graham crackers the marshmallows, the little marshmallows, and the little chocolate bars, and we'll make some s'mores, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, you <laughs> Also celery, grape jelly, uh, Captain Crunch with blue crunch berries, pizzas. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, a whole lot of water, and onions. Yeah. That's it?
0: <laughs> that's just I mean, ridiculous. There it is right there. I do like when he's like, that's it?
2: Yeah, that's it. Wow, that's it's, it. A
0: light, it's a light order for this, this Also,
1: evening. celery and jelly, like, that's... So what a I mean, weird combinations of food he came up with yeah. there. Ugh. And
0: especially with his weird face, it's that scene is pretty funny.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you're looking for, like, the prototypical stupid, put it on like, ignore it half of the time, Half-Bake's sure. going to do it
0: for you. That'll do it. Okay, so here is, like, a really classic, um, you know, seminal film uh, that fits into this genre, which would be Easy Rider. And... I think what makes Easy Rider such a kind of stellar stoner film is less the 60s counterculture or even the freewheeling narrative that features a pair of hippies driving motorcycles filled with drugs across the West. It's the little moments of laughter or meditative kind of stillness that are really provided by um, a young Dennis Hopper that is... Oh,
1: R.I.P. to Dennis Hopper, by the way.
0: That is really layered throughout the film and it captures more truth about the cannabis user than any scripted moment could. And I'd say that perhaps in this film, the best example of this is during, um, so there's this campfire scene, I don't know if you remember. I do. After Wyatt, who is played by Peter Fonda, and Billy, Dennis Hopper, and they pick up Jack Nicholson's alcoholic ACLU lawyer, George Hansen.
1: Which is a funny statement, which is a funny sentence in and of itself.
0: Yeah, he is a mess. And rather than continuing his boozing, um, Wyatt recommends, you know, doing this instead and hands, you know, the the grass over sending Hanson on this just forever monologue about space aliens that is so long winded that he completely forgets about the bottle. And this is a really endlessly relatable moment. And it. It really, though, like, like slyly points to the medicinal effects, you know, of cannabis that mm-hmm. like Easy Rider at this point understood that alcoholism can kill you and probably will kill you. But maybe with the intervention of a little bit of cannabis, your life can still be saved. And these are like practices that they use now yeah, for that's... people to, to even wean them off of harder drugs to something more natural. Um yeah, so it makes it a really p- important film, and especially in the, in this category.
1: I mean, just that idea that, that you just mentioned there, the idea of like pain management and stuff, that's something that that's kind of a reason like the NFL, for instance, no longer has like marijuana on their uh, banned substance list. Like exactly. you don't get fined or anything for yeah, that. Yeah, because they're you're like,
0: dealing with this like chronic pain you're yeah, they're they're like going to have forever. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is probably a lot better than people taking pills or like you said, like drinking a lot. Like Absolutely. It's probably a little safer for them. So, you know, oh, easy rider. There's a movie that people forget how it ends like if you haven't seen easy rider it's not it doesn't end the way you think it's gonna end
0: yeah that is that is a fact it
1: catches you by surprise i'll say that
0: all right let's do a couple more running out of time but these are too good to skip so let's do a few more all right
1: um i'm gonna recommend all the trey parker movies man the 600 million dollar man from south park if you watch any of them they're all fabulous cannibal the musical the south park movie basketball team america
0: these are I'm just going to put out there Super Jacob movies If you usually like Jacob's choices Go wild If you don't do <laughs> Yeah avoid them at <laughs> avoid all Avoid these films um,
1: Yeah that's what we're going to do though <laughs> the, the rapid fire Avoid these If you think <laughs> um, Next one uh, Anchorman Of course You know I have to suggest that one But I have a specific Why wow, does
0: that f- Do you feel like that fits in or
1: Yeah because I feel like A bunch of these movies Are just kind of Surrealist Goofy comedies kind of idea and I feel like this would slide in nicely with those I think so Um, especially the unrated cut because if you have not seen that one
0: I don't know if I have
1: oh my god there's (laughs) a reason that it is uncut like they there are some rough and disgusting jokes that they do that just I know because all of
0: these people are known for their just improvisation so they must probably have like (laughs) 30 jokes for each joke that you actually hear in the film oh
1: yeah it's and they're all fantastic (laughs) um here and Luling in Las Vegas is another one that I feel like is just one of those classics people have to see. Yeah. Read the book, see the movie. Again, probably not the movie you think it's going to be. Sure. Uh, go with the weird action movies here. We'll go with the Arnold classic from the 1985 Commando.
0: Okay. I, mean, I, I don't even know that movie.
1: It is uh, his most violent movie, I believe. Believe okay. or not. Mm. Highest body count. He takes out over 300 or 400 soldiers in this movie and- Probably the most ridiculous 45-minute ending of a movie you'll ever see. It's All the movie is is he has to go rescue his daughter, Alyssa Milano, and he has 12 hours to do it.
0: I am <laughs> oh, checked out already. <laughs> it
1: is fabulous. And my last one, the dumbest of all of my suggestions.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: The Chris Elliott classic, Cabin Boy. I'm not even going to get into I it, I don't everybody. even like Chris Elliott, so go, I'm going <laughs> to... Go check it out. It's pretty great. We'll
0: throw a Pineapple Express in there. Sure. That's a very silly people like very silly movie yeah
1: from what i hear like those judd apatow movies are. <laughs> they're, people they're like really, those ones they
0: really caught on and then i'll end with another seminal film in the genre is friday
1: oh of course just, very, just the first one
0: or just the first one okay. for me um this is one day in the life of ice cube and chris tucker they're chilling on a south central porch um you know partaking in the activities that they love most. Um, but I would say what's big about it is that prior to Friday, everyone thought of Ice Cube as this like, you know, socially conscious yeah, part uh, gangster N- rapper. Yeah, part of N.W.A. Ab- like a villainous actor. And however, this movie really showed that he could also write and star in comedies. So it was like a big deal for him. Which um, has pretty
1: much been what he's been doing since then. He kind of went the family or comedy route ever since this time. Definitely.
0: Movie. And this is definitely one of the most entertaining of of its era. Um, and it's mostly due to the performances of the two of them. They are unemployed stoners and they spend their day, you know, getting high and preparing for a fight. And while I'll say the humor in Friday is is definitely crass.
1: And it's of its time a little bit.
0: Of its time. The film doesn't rely on the drug gags for its laughs by any means. No. It's which just, is really nice. It's more of a plot device, really. It really is. It's just a well-rounded comedy, and it has an abundance of heart, I'd say. And like Jacob said, like I don't think the sequels are very good, um, but I wouldn't mind seeing this franchise return to the screen, just kind of maybe rebooted in a...
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in su- a better way
0: than what they put out there I- before.
1: I'm kind of surprised they haven't rebooted it because it was, came out in like '96, like you said. It's been a long time since yeah. that movie came out. It's seems- well,
0: like I said, now as the, as these laws are passing in all of these states, it's coming more common. I think we're gonna see you know a whole new type of film.
1: Yeah, Michael B. Jordan will be starring it or somebody like 100%. that.
0: One hundred percent. You you've <laughs> got that. All right, we did it. We're running out of time though, which is sad. So Jacob, why don't you plug us up?
1: Everyone of the movies that we discussed here guys they're going to be available at one of our libraries we have 37 branches all throughout erie county stop on by say hi and we're going to help you out um we also have a website www.buffalolib.org where you can check out on your uh record and look up whatever we have and whatever functions we got going we're back in business people so we're back in business also you should stop
0: at the central library they have um it's the erie county bicentennial now which is like is crazy. Really? Yeah, so we have yeah. a little display and stuff. Get some info. Find out about your town.
1: I know it's it's an interesting one. we've is. had a couple presidents. We killed one of them. That's that's fun information about Buffalo.
0: That's what's interesting to Jacob. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. All booked up. Pod now. Um, we like to end every episode with facts, and you know this is kind of one of those topics that is in the news and people feel both sides. So if you are someone who is worried about the legalization of pot and you want to understand why would your state allow it to be used this way. Here's just some facts to kind of take with you. Um, It has been shown that teenagers actually do not smoke more pot in states where marijuana is legal than in states where it is illegal. So it it doesn't show an an uptick in teenagers trying it just because it's it's legal, which is interesting. Um, Since the legalization of marijuana in Colorado, highway fatalities have hit a historic low. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh. Well, that's kind of surprising. You... I
0: think people are just staying home. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm comfy and <laughs> not going out. So that's really great. Um, this is amazing. Scientists have found that a marijuana compound can freeze and stop the spread of some types of aggressive cancer.
1: Oh, that's pretty That's cool news.
0: That's amazing. And we talked before about, you know, the use of pain medication. So it really has a lot of medicinal um.
1: And now that it's you know getting legalized in more places, that means they could do more study on it, more research?
0: Absolutely, there's more money for that. Um, since 2015, marijuana has become the fastest growing industry in the US. If marijuana becomes legal in all 50 states, the industry will become larger than the organic food market.
1: And let me tell you, organic food market is a big business here in America. It's huge.
0: So this is, I think once states start seeing how much this is gonna bring in, um, more will be jumping on board. Um, And again, fears of, you know, overdosing and things like that. Someone would have to smoke over 1,500 pounds of marijuana within 15 minutes. To which die of a lethal overdose.
1: I don't believe is I don't possible. even know if that is like, a possible thing that you do. I don't know, I don't you know for do. sure, but that seems like a lot of yes. something.
0: So that's something to, you know, I'm hoping that these are helping any concerns. And according to the UN, 158.8 million people around the world use marijuana, which is over 3.8% of the world's population. So. And I think that that will possibly uh, be growing. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably probably gonna happen as the population goes up and such. So
0: Yeah. So okay, so I hope that we gave you some information and some understanding get and a whole new genre of films to check out.
1: Get you guys all educated on this episode.
0: Always important. Um yeah, it's nice to be back. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye.